starting a new Pedic today, the fourth Pedic of uh, Masech Yuma, which continues, directly continuation from the previous Mishnah, discussing the Geidel that was made with the two Si'idim, the, the Sar La Azazel and the Sar that was La Hashem. So here it describes how exactly that Geidel was done. Says the Mishnah, Toraf Bekalfi. So according to Rashi, Toraf means he quickly stuck his hand inside the box that had the two pieces that had one Hashem's name on it and one for Azazel. So he quickly stuck in his hand and took out, what did he take out? And he took out the two Gerolis with both of his hands. One of it had written on it Hashem's name. And the other one had written that it's going to go for the Azazel. As we've said before, when the Kayin did this, he had this Gan of the Kayin standing on his right side, the Rosh Pesav, and the Rosh Pesav of the ones that uh, all the Kayin that do the Avedah, Mesmaila stood on his left. Im shall shame Allah if the name of Hashem is in his right hand. So Hazgan, this Gan says to him, Ishi Kayin Gadol, my master the Kayin Gadol, Hagba Yemincha, lift up your right hand. Vim shall shame Allah Bismaila, if the Hashem's name came into his left hand, the Rosh Pesavai Meloi. So then the Rosh Pesav on his left tells him, Ishi Kayin Gadol, my master the Kayin Gadol, Hagba Smelcha, lift up your left hand. And then, Nasnon al Si'irim, he places the two parts that he took out from the raffle, each on the two Si'irim, on the goats on the sides. And then he designates and says, Lashem Chatos, that this animal should be designated for a carbon Chatos. That's how you designate it to be for a carbon. Rabbi Shmuel says, He didn't say, for Hashem it'll be a carbon Chatos, all he had to say is, this is for Hashem, without adding the word Chatos. And then when he says Hashem's name, whether he says Lashem Chatos or he says Lashem, Vehein, Oinin, all the other people that are present over there answer and say, Achrav, after hearing the Hashem's name, they say, Baruch Shem Kavod Machusay Lailam Vod. As it said in the previous Patek as well, when they heard Hashem's name being pronounced explicitly in the Beis Mikdash, they responded with Baruch Shem Kavod Machusay Lailam Vod. So now the Gemara explains some details of how this uh, Geidel was done. Says the Gemara, Lomali Toraf Bekalfi. Why is it that he's taking out the girdle quickly? Toraf. That's what Rashi says. He puts in his hand quickly and takes it out. The answer is, Because you want this to be a raffle, not something where the Kayan Godel is going to decide which one he's taking out right now. It's not, the point is, it shouldn't be based on the decision of the Kayan Godel. So, therefore, he goes quickly and he relies on whatever comes into his hand, that's the one he's taking. This box that the two raffles were inside was a wooden box. It actually wasn't even sanctified to be part of Hektish. It was a, belonged to Chulim. And it was only large enough for the two hands of the Kohen Gadol to fit inside. So the Gemara wants to understand now all these details. Ravina asked Rave. I understand why the box was small and only two hands of the Kengadal could go inside. Because the point is, if the box is big enough, so then the coin sticks in his hands and he could maneuver it, he could go around here and there and try to get one part, one piece out and not the other one. We want it to be small enough, he sticks in his hand and takes it right out without looking at what it is. So that we understand. 
Why is it made only from choil? It's mundane. It's not even sanctified. Nekatsha. Why doesn't it? Why don't we make this box like all the klishodes that should be part of hektish? So the Gemara answers him. Can If you would sanctify it, so then it would be a keli, a klishodes in the base of mikdash of wood. The klishodes, the eights, loy of dinon, and we don't make a klishodes from wood. So the Gemara asks, if that's the issue, venavdo the kesef, make it of silver, or venavdo the zav, make it of gold. So the Gemara answers, no, we don't make it of gold or silver because atayda chasa al mamaynan shal Yisrael. The Eibishter, the Tayre, has mercy or is very particular about the money of Yidin not to spend extra money to make it of gold and silver. This is very interesting because usually in the base of Mikdash everything is made on, with the most richest and best materials. But here the Gemara uses this svara of atayda chasa mamaynan shal Yisrael. So some of Farshim say the reason is because when you have something that's used every day in the base of Mikdash or very often, so then it's made from a good material. This is something that's used once a year for this very little thing to make a geidel. For that, they didn't want to spend so much extra money to make it of gold and silver, and therefore they left it to be a keli of chayl. Now the Gemara says, the Mishnah here, the way the geidel is described in the Mishnah is different than what it said in Abraisa. Masnisin deloikei tana. It's not like the following tana. The tanya, because in Abraisa we learned, Rabbi Yehuda Oime Mishum Rabbeleyeza Azgan Again, Rabbi Yehuda Oime Mishum Rabbeleyeza Rabbi Yehuda said in the name of Rabbeleyeza that the way the Geidel was done was Hazgan v'Koyen Gadol Machnisin Yodan Bakalfi. Both the Zgan and the Koyen Gadol put their hands inside the box to take out the two parts, one for Hashem and one for Azazel. So in the Mishnah it said, who made the raffle? Only the Kohen Gadol. In the Brais it says, it's the Zgan and the Kohen Gadol together. They both suck in their right hand. If the name of Hashem comes into the right hand of the Kohen Gadol, it came into his hands. So then the Zgan tells the Kohen Gadol, Ishi Kohen Gadol, my master the Kohen Gadol, Hagba Yemincha, raise up your right hand. If the Zgan is the one that got Hashem's name in his hand, so then the Reish Bezav, the Reish Bezav says, he tells the Kohen Gadol, speak your words and tell him, tell him to pick up his hands for the name of Hashem that he has in his hands. So it was the Reish Bezav that would say this to the Kohen Gadol. So the Gemara asks, the name Elay, Zgan, why doesn't the uh, Zgan tell him to, to pick up his hands? Why does the Rosh Beis Av has to have to say this? So the Gemara answers, Because the Kohen Gadol did not have the, um, the Hashem's name that came into his hands, so he feels bad about this. Why did I not get Hashem's name into my hands? So therefore, he, he, we don't tell him directly to say it to the Zgan Kohen Gadol to pick up his right hands. Now the Gemara explains what's the Pshat and the here. So we had two ways how this Gadol was done. The Mishnah said that the Kohen Gadol did it alone. The Braise said, who did it? They did it together. The Kohen Gadol and the Zgan Kohen Gadol stuck their hands in together. So the question is, what's the Smachlaikis about? What are they arguing about? So the Gemara explains, Mar Sovar, the Mishnah, sorry, the Braise here holds, Yemine the Zgan, it's better to have the right hand of the Zgan Kohen Gadol helping out the Kohen Gadol. Odif mismale the Kohen Gadol. That's better than having the left hand of the Kohen Gadol. Bechlal, we know the right hand is more is stronger and more chashiv. So if you want to make the Gadol and you don't want the name of Hashem to come into the left hand, so you have two right hands of the Kohen Gadol and the Zgan Kohen Gadol in the backs taking out the name of Hashem. 
Mar Sovar, but the other opinion of our Mishnah is that Ki Hadodinino, that the, the left hand of the Kohen Gadol is just as, uh, as good as the right hand of the Kohen Gadol, and therefore we want the Kohen Gadol himself to do the whole Gadol with his right hand and with his left hand, and the Skan Kohen Gadol should not be involved in this. Now the Gemara says, Man Haitane, the Polygalade Rab Yehuda. Who is the Tan of our Mishnah, which argues in the Tan of the Braisa, which is Rab Yehuda? Says the Gemara Rab Chanine Zgan Akoyenimhu. We find in Abraisa the name of that person was, the Tane was Rab Chanine Zgan Akoyen. The Tane was not in Abraisa, Rab Chanine Zgan Akoyenimhu. Lomo Zgan Miminoi. Why does the Zgan Kohen Gadol even stand there? Why does he have to be there together with the Kohen Gadol? Shem ira by psol, because if something happens, a psol happens to the Kohen Gadol, nichna zgana meshamesh tachtov. Then the zgana is there and it can immediately take him over. So from the fact that Rab Chanina said that he's only there to be able to replace him, we see that the zgan Kohen Gadol does nothing. He just stands there to replace him. Whereas the Tan and the Braise said, no, he, he is doing something. He does stick his hand also into the box to, to, to take part in the Gadol. This is something also, the, um, we'll see, okay, the Hamshchavi Gemar over here, that this is uh, something that's unusual, that the Zgan Kohen Gadol participated with this Aveda. It really, everything has to be done directly through the Kohen Gadol. So over here, this is according to the Tana of the Braise, the Zgan Kohen Gadol also participates in the Aveda in this uh, sense. We'll see soon in the Gemara, is it called an Aveda, is it not called an Aveda, we'll see. Tana Rabbanon, we learned in Abraise. Arboim Shona, 40 years, Shashimish Shimon Atzadik, that Shimon Atzadik was in the beginning of the second base of Mikdosh, Hayegeirel Oyle Bimin. The name of Hashem would always come out to be in his right hand, which was a good sign. The name of Hashem in the right hand. Mekan Veilech, after his times, sometimes the Kohen Gadol would take it out in his right hand and sometimes in his left hand. Vahoya, and a similar thing, Vahoya Loshen Shozahiris, there was a, a red thread that they would tie to the horn of the animal and they would tie it by the, by the mountain of Azazel and in the base of Mikdash. So that red thread, Malbin, in the times of Shimon Atzadik, it always turned white on Yom Kippur. That was a sign that their Avedis were whitened and forgiven. Mikan ve'elech, after his time period, Pomim Malbin, Pomim Malbin. Sometimes it turned white and sometimes it didn't. A third thing, in the times of Shimon Atzadik, the Ner Maravi, which is the candle closest to the Kodesh HaKadoshim, it was actually the second candle, not the one that's exactly all the way right near the Kodesh HaKadoshim, and that, was, that always burned constantly, it never went out, as Rashi here brings the Gemara in Shabbos that says that this was a testimony of the Shekhinah that's dwelling amongst Yidin, they were able to see it outside, the, not only the Kodesh HaKadoshim, but they were able to see it over there. So it's a machleik is exactly how the menorah was positioned, but uh, whether it's uh, the one that was the middle one or the one that's the, 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 the sixth one closer to the Kodesh HaKadoshim. So there was always one there that remained burning. In the time of Shimon HaTzadik, it was always burning. Mikam ve'elech, after his times, pamim deiluk, pamim kava. Sometimes it was burning, and sometimes uh, when it, they came at night to, to light the menorah, it was already extinguished. A fourth thing, the fire on the Marocha, on the Mizbeach, was very strong and it kept on going strong a whole day. The Kainim did not have to add and bring any additional wood for this fire. Besides the two logs of wood that they brought every day in the morning and at night, that's the, the mitzvah, the post success, to bring two logs of wood, so that they, they would fulfill the mitzvah and bring it, but not anything else. After his times, sometimes the fire was strong and sometimes it wasn't. 
And they, they wouldn't be, hold themselves back during the day to take a look to see what's going on with the fire, and they would have to bring and add more wood to the fire. Another thing the Gemara says, In the times of Shimon HaTzadik, there was a, a bracha in the Oymer, brought in the second day of Pesach, Shtei Alechem, Shvuas, and Lechem upon him every Shabbos. There was a bracha in the bread that they had enough for the Kayanim to eat. And every Kayan got enough amount, he got a Kezayis of the bread. Some ate it and they were very satisfied. And some ate and they even had leftovers. After his times, there was a curse that was brought into the Kapul. And the Kayan, well, the kind of that shared this, they only got the size of a bean. The ones that were more modest, so they didn't even want to take it. They didn't, they weren't, they didn't eat it. It's not going to satisfy them at all. And those that were uh, very uh, overly hungry, or those that acted that way, that they wanted whatever food they can get, they took. They would take and eat as much as possible. There was an incident with one Kayin, he took his own portion, and there was so little that he got for himself, so he took the portion of his friend as well. They called him a Ben Chamsen. What does a Chamsen mean? So Rashi says a Chamsen is a Gazlan. The Gemara is going to bring sources for this Lashen that the Chamsen means a Gazlan. Till the day he passed away, he got this nickname of being a Chamsen. Omar Abbe Bar Shila, so Rabbi Bar Shila brings a source from a Posik. My Kara, where do I see this expression of a Chamsen, meaning Zela? Elekai, Palteni, Miyadrasha, save me from the hands of a Rasha, Mikaf, Ma'avo, Vachaymitz, from the palms of one that does iniquity and Chaymitz, someone that steals money from you. Rava Mar Mehocha, Limdu Hetev, Tirshu Mishpat, Ashru Chomutz, Ashru chomutz va'al ta'ashru chaymetz. So Rashi here says, chomutz means the person that was stolen from. Chaymetz means the person that's stealing. So ashru chomutz, you should help uh, the person that was stolen from, you should help him and don't help the person that steals. So you see that the word chomutz, chaymetz means stealing. But the Mepharshim do actually point out, why don't we use the simple term of gzela? Why are we using this term of chomutz, chantzen? It's different than the regular term. Answer is because really this person, this kind that was stealing, it's not like a regular gzela where you steal something that doesn't belong to you at all. The, the bread of the shteya lechem or the lechem aponim belongs to the kainim, including that kind that took it. It does belong to the shevet of kainim in general. So you're not stealing something that doesn't belong to you at all. But there's a, there's a process of how it's divided. So you're taking it from someone else that got his portion. So therefore it's it's a level of gzela, but it's not the, the classic gzela where you steal something from someone that doesn't belong to you at all, therefore we don't use the term gzela. Taner Abanan and Abraisa we learned, Oisa Shana Shemeisba Shimon HaTzadik, that year that Shimon HaTzadik passed away, Omalehem, so he said to the people after Yom Kippur, B'Shana Zuhu Meis, that in this year he's going to die. Amru Loisa, they said to him, Minayinatayideya, how do you know this? Omalehem, so he answered them, B'chol Yom HaKippurim, Every day in Yom Kippur, so when I would go into the Kedosh HaKedoshim, I would meet an old person that was dressed in white garments, wrapped in white garments, he would enter inside with me, and he came out with me. 
And today, this year, I encountered this old person, he's dressed in black, wrapped in black, and he went inside with me, and he didn't come out with me. So that's how he knew that he's going to pass away this year. So after Yontiv, what happened was, he was sick for seven days, and he passed away. And after this, the Kainim held themselves back from doing the Birches Kainim using Hashem's name explicitly. Some say that because they didn't know exactly how to say it with the proper Kedusha, or from Rashi here it's Mashma that they didn't think that they were fit to be able to say it after he passed away, so they didn't say Hashem's name. The Mepharshim asked on this Gemara, what does this mean that he was, when he was going into the Kedusha Kedoshim, so he, was, he encountered the Zokin Echad that was with him, what is this all about? Don't we know that the Kain Gadol has to go into the Kedush Kedoshim completely alone? No one is allowed to be there with them. There's the Lashon of the Pasuk that it says in Parshas Achrei Mais. Adam Ba'el No one's allowed to be there with him. And it actually says even Malachim are not allowed to go into the Kedush Kedoshim as well when the Kain Gadol goes in to do his Aveda. So who did he encounter there? So some say that this whole Gemara that it says here was a Nevuah. It was a vision that he saw while he was going in. It doesn't physically mean that he encountered someone. The Tzfasem is what it says an interesting thing. Is this that it says in the Pasuk that no one's allowed to go in together with him? That's when he goes in with the Ketairas to do the Aveda to place it down there. But when he's going in to take it out, that's not the main Aveda. Over there, there was a Malach that he encountered that was able to go in together with him. And that's what it's referring to. Taner Abbanon and Abraisa we learned. Arbayim Shona Kaidim Chorban Abayis. Forty years before the Chorban of the second Beis HaMikdosh. The name of Hashem in the Geidel never came up in the Kain Gadol's right hand. And also the, the thread, red thread, never became white again. And the, the name Aravi that remained burning all day did not remain burning anymore. And the opening, the door going into the Heichel easily opened on its own. Before then, it was a very heavy door and it was very hard to swing it open. It was sort of remained closed and you had to make a, it was an effort to open it. But then it was opened up, that was sort of a sign that it's opening up for strangers to come in. At Shegor ben Rabbi Yechelen ben Zakkai, Rabbi Yechelen ben Zakkai shouted and said, Amaloi, and he said, Heichel, Heichel, why are you scaring yourself by allowing yourself to be open this way for strangers to come in? Yaideya ani now that I see that you're opening so easily, so I know about you, that at the end is you're going to be destroyed. So he said, that which refers to the Besamikdash, your doors have opened, and fire has come and has burnt the, the wood of the Besamikdash. So that was their sign, they knew that the Chorban is going to happen because they saw the doors opening up so easily. Why was the Beis HaMikdash referred to with this name of Levonin? Answer is, Yisrael. The Aved and the Beis HaMikdash whitens the sins of the Yidin. In another Pasuk we find that the Beis HaMikdash is, is compared to a forest. The house of a forest, the Beis HaMikdash, Levonin. The answer is, to tell you, just like in a forest, it's constantly growing the leaves of the trees, and they're all constantly growing. 
Milavlev, in the Beis HaMikdash, there was also trees that were growing. What kind of trees were these? The Amar Rav HaIshiyah. Rav HaIshiyah said about these trees in the Beis HaMikdash that we had before in the Gemara, that B'Shah Shabana Shleimah Beis HaMikdash, when Shleimah HaMelech built the Beis HaMikdash, Nata by Komine Megadim Shalzav. So miraculously, he planted there golden trees, sweet golden trees. Vayimetziyim Peres, and it grew fruits. Bismanayim, in, in their times, in their seasons, it grew fruits. This was one of the miracles that happened in the first place of Mikdash. And the wind came and blew at these trees. The fruits would fall and they would use it. That there was the, the noise of the wind that would blow. At, at these fruits in the Levana, in the Beis HaMikdash, and what did they do with it? This is how the Kainim made uh, Allah, Allah living, by taking these fruits that fell and by selling it. Then when the Goyim came into the Heichol, this tree dried up. That this tree in the, that grew in Levana, in the Beis HaMikdash, became uh, withered, it dried up. And for us, the Kaddish Baruch Hu lachzir alano. Neibushah will return it to us. Shenema paroyach tifrach v'togel avgilas v'ranein kaved alavanei niten lo. The joy and the glory of the Beis Hamikdash will be given back to us. And the pasuk says paroyach tifrach, referring to this tree that's a golden tree that's going to grow again. Yeah, I guess in the Azara. There was a whole sugi before in the Gemara where it discussed the ten miracles that happened in the Beis Hamikdash. It says in the Pirkei Avos. And this miracle is actually not mentioned there, and the Gemara there discusses why not. We had this before in the Gemara. So going back to the Mishnah, it said, Nosnon al After you took out the two parts for the raffle, he placed it on both of the goats, one for the Eibishter, Lashem, for carbon, and one for Dazazel. Tonera Bonon, so in the Braise it says as follows, Eser Po'omim, ten times, Maske Koengodl Hashem. The Koengodl mentions the name of Hashem on Yom Kippur. On this day, Gimel Bevidui, three times Hashem's name is mentioned when he says the Vidui, when he confesses the first time, as Rashi brings the Lashon is Ona Hashem Chatosi, Ona Hashem Kaper, and then he concludes Lefnei Hashem Tetaru. So three times the first Vidui, Shloisha Bevidui Sheni, three times the second Vidui where he said a, a confession for his brothers, the Kainim and the Beis Hamikdash, and Shloisha Besoyer Amishdaleach, and there was a third time that he confessed for all of Klal Yisrael by the Sar that's being sent away to the Azazel, Ve'echad Begeiralis, and then one time that Geiral when he said La Hashem Chatos, he also said Hashem's name explicitly. That was the tenth time. And it was already said that Hashem, that the name of Hashem was said by a Kohen Godel once. It was said with such a loud voice that it was heard all the way till Yerichai. We once learned this also here before in the Gemara. And the Gemara says how far Yerichai was. It's ten parsois from Yerushalayim to Yerichai. So this seems to be a nest that the voice of the Kohen Godel should carry so far. Another thing, Vitzir Dal Saisaechal, the whole opening of the doors of the Hechel, as mentioned before, the doors of the Hechel were very heavy and they weren't easy to open. And the hinges, the, the, the sound of the doors of the Hechel, when they opened them, Nishma, it was heard, Bishmaina Tchume Shabbos, the distance of eight Tchumim of Shabbos. Right? So that's how far they were able to hear in the morning when they opened up the doors of the Beis Hamikdash. Izim another thing, the effect of the, what was happening in the Beis Hamikdash, the, the, the goats, that were in Yerichai, they were affected, they would pass here because of the aroma of the Ketairas that, that went so far. 
Nashim Shibi Yerichai, the women, all the way till the city of Yerichai, Einan Srichim Basim, had no need of using perfume, Mereach Ketairis, because of the beautiful aroma coming from the Ketairis as far as Yerichai. And also a Kale Sheb Yerishalayim, a Kale in Yerishalayim, Einan Srichil Iskashit, did not have to beautify herself with any perfume, Mereach Ketairis, because of the smell of the Ketairis. Amar Rebbe, or others say, or others are greatest, Amar Rebbe Yaisi ben Degloi, Izim, Hoyula Abba, there were goats that my father had, Bahare Michmar, in these mountains called Hare Michmar, or others are greatest here in the Gemara, Michvar, with a Vav, and Bahayimis Achais, Mireach Akteris, and they would pass there, they were affected by the smell of the Kateris that reached all the way there. Amar Abchia Barab, Amar Yeshua ben Karcha. Sochli, Zokin Echad, an older fellow once shared with me that Pamachas Alachti Lushiloi says, Once I went to the city of Shiloi, and this was many years after Shiloi was destroyed, and I still smell the aroma of the Ketairas there amongst the walls in the city of Yerichai. Now the Gemara comes back here to the halacha of the, how this Gaidel was done, and the Gemara here brings a machlaikis about this. So Rabbi said, it mentioned in the Mishnah two points. First, you had to take out the girdle from the box, and then you had to place La Hashem, the one that's La Hashem on one goat, and the one that's La Zaza on the other. So they had to put it down in it. So Rabbi Yanai says, Aliyah's girdle metoich kalfi makeves. Doing this raffle, taking out from the box the one that's La Hashem and the one that's La Zaza, that is necessary. It must be done in order to know which one goes for what. But then placing each piece on the, uh, in the animal that it belongs, that, that's not, not, not necessary. Even if it wasn't done, it's okay. The Kayan Gadol decides, he knows well, he has one in the right, so the goat in the right will be Lashem, and the one in the left, if his hand in the left is Lashem, so no, but he don't have to place it down on the animal itself. Rabbi Yechenin says, Af This entire girdle we're speaking about to determine which one is going to go Lashem and which one Lazazel, it's also not Makiv. Even if it's not done and the Kayan decides on his own what he wants to use Lashem and what he wants to use Lazazel, it's okay. With the Evet, it's, it could be done without the raffle. So the Gemara here explains the source of this Machlaikis. And Rashi here brings that the Gemara here is based on a Mishnah later on Dafsamech where it discusses Bechlal, all the Avedah of Yom Kippur, where there's an argument there, whether the Seder of the Avedah that's described, that a Kohen Gadol has to do, is it all Ma'akiv? Does the Avedah have to be done exactly the way it's described? Or if it's changed, it's also okay. What's this Machleik is based on? So, it's based on a Pasuk where it says Chukah, in the conclusion of Hashish Achrei Mais, after it speaks all the Halachas, it says Chukah, this is the way it must be done. Bechlal we know to all the Avedis in, in Kachim, unless the Torah writes twice that something must be done this way, Shana Olav HaKosav La'akiv, it doesn't, even if it's done in a different order, it's also okay. But the question is over here regarding the Avedis done in the in Yom Kippur, must it be done this way? So over there the Machlaikis is between Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Nechemia. And Rabbi Nechemia says that all the Avedis that are done in the Kodesh HaKadoshim, Lefnai V'Lefnim, it must be done that way. You can't change to say that in the Kodesh HaKadoshim. The Avedis that the Kayan Gadol does outside the Kodesh HaKadoshim, even wearing his white garments, but outside the Kodesh HaKadoshim, in the Heichal, or even outside, over here we're talking about the Gadol, that is not Ma'akiv. It's only Ma'akiv what's done inside. Rabbi Nechemia disagrees. Rabbi Nechemia says, 
Rabbi Nechemi says that Eretz Ma'akiv, even what's done outside, what's done inside, what's done outside, it all has to be done exactly the way the Torah says it to be done. That's the Machlekes as Rashi quotes it here. So now based on this, the Gemara explains the Machlekes of Rabbi Yanai and Rabbi Yechenen. So the Gemara, Alibu de Rabbi Yehuda, according to Rabbi Yehuda, the Omar, his opinion is, Dvarem Anasim Bebigdei Lovem Ibachutz, those things that, that the Kayin did with his white garments, but it was done on the outside of the Kodesh HaKadoshim, Loi with the order is not Ma'akiv, and so therefore according to his opinion, Kula Pligi, Nobody would argue that making the Geidel and deciding which one goes for what through the Geidel, it's not going to be Ma'akiv. Even if you didn't use the Geidel, the Kayin could decide on his own. Like, he, like Rabbi Yudah holds, whatever is done on the outside is not Ma'akiv. Kipligi, the argument over here between Rabbi Yana and Rabbi Yechina was Alibu de Rabbi Nechemia. According to Rabbi Nechemia, that says that even the Aveda that was done outside the Kedesh HaKadoshim is a must, it's Ma'akiv, it must be done this way. So, Alibu de Rabbi Nechemia, it's a mandom, a Ma'akiv, the opinion that says that you must do the Geirul Kerab Nechemia. That's Rabbi Nechemia's opinion. Umandom, a Loi Ma'akiv, the one that says that the Geirul, even according to Rabbi Nechemia, is not a must. Hanimili, Aveda, that, uh, that's only something which is actually an Aveda. Let's say spraying the blood of the Mizbeach or all, all the other things that are considered to be an Aveda. But Hagrala, Lav Avedihi, making the Geidel, that's not considered to be an Aveda. That's just a preparation for the Aveda. That's just to determine what animal should go where. But it's not an Aveda, so therefore even Rabbi Chem you would hold that it's not Ma'akif. That's one interpretation of this Machlaikis. Ikidomri, others say the opposite. Alibu de Rabbi Nechemia, Doma Ma'akve, Rabbi that says that the Aveda that's done outside the Kedesh HaKadoshim, Ayim Kippur, it's all Ma'akve, it must be done this way. Kula Amalai Pligi de Ma'akve. So everybody would agree that the Geirul is considered to be an Aveda and it is Ma'akve. Ki Pligi Alibu de Rabbi Yehuda. They're arguing according to Rabbi Yehuda that says that only what's done inside the Kedesh HaKadoshim is Ma'akve. Samanda Amalai Ma'akve, Kerab Yehuda. The one that says that the Geidel is not Ma'akiv is like Rabbi Yehuda's opinion that only what's done in the Kedesh HaKadoshim is Ma'akiv. And the one that says that even the Geidel is a must, it's Ma'akiv. What's the reason? Even though usually Rabbi Yehuda holds it's not Ma'akiv. But Shani Hacha, the Geidel is so important, the Geidel is different. The Tane Bekra, because it says in the Pasik, the language that it uses by the Geidel, it says twice. Asha Allah. It says one time in the Pasik, Asha Allah, Allah va Geidel Hashem. And then it says again in the next Pasik, So because it says twice in the Pasik, So this teaches us that it is Ma'akiv. Like I mentioned before, that's the cloud by Kachim. Anytime the Torah writes something twice, it's going to be Ma'akiv. So that's the importance of the Geidel according to this opinion.